Though the subject of bullying is a very hot topic these days, it is by no means a new phenomenon. In fact, bullies have been around since the beginning of time. And if you've ever been on the receiving end of a bully's generous attention, you know that the hurt it can cause and the emotions it can well up inside you are intense. But, well, it becomes even more disturbing when our kids become the victims or even the perpetrators of bullying. And with all the new technologies developed in recent years, we humans have taken full advantage of them to find new ways to bully those who were not so easy to be taken advantage of in the purely physical realm. Today, we'll be examining the subject of bullying and how we can best keep our kids from being victims or perpetrators of this dark and abusive practice. This is Licensed to Parent. Well, hello, and thanks for setting aside some time today to, to spend that with us. If this is your first time joining us, Licensed to Parent is the radio outreach of Shepherd's Hill Academy, a year-long Christ-centered residential program working with teens in crisis and with their families. Our host is Trace Embry, the founder and director of Shepherd's Hill, and I'm Rich Rosel. Trace, I think probably everybody has been bullied or knows someone who's been bullied at one time or another in their lives, and it... Mm -hmm might even be true to say that an equal amount of those people have actually done a little bullying themselves at one time or another. You and I both have five kids, and I know when my kids were much younger, I remember one brother being really bothered when his older brother picked on him. I don't know if that's really bullying or not, but it's sort of the same type of practice. But then he thought nothing of turning around and picking on his younger brother. I'm certainly glad to say that as they've grown up, they've become allies more than enemies, and to the best of my knowledge, they all survived it. But what's your experience been? Is this similar in your household? Yeah, I think so. I think if you've ever had younger siblings, it's probably in the lion's share of, of cases any, anyway. Uh, nothing more than playful banner. Uh, just part of growing up. Uh, I don't think there's a, any real malice involved in the equation, but the kind of bullying we're going to talk about today, I think, is quite a bit more dangerous and quite a bit more serious than what perhaps might be better defined as sibling rivalry mm -hmm. in most families. Uh, and that's not to say there's never been some genuine hardcore bullying among family members because we both know that happens too. Uh, but I've been bullied as a kid, and it came uh, to be a quite traumatic experience for me. I, mm -hmm. I remember having to find uh, uh, alternative routes home from my school when I was in fourth grade because two sixth graders made it their life's ambition to rearrange my facial structure before I got home. Oh, man. Uh, most days I, I managed to, to elude them, but uh, you'd be surprised how many blocks out of the way uh, I'd walk or run just to get home without needing plastic <laughs> surgery. And the crazy thing, uh, you know, was my house is only four, do four doors down from my schoolyard. Oh, man. And uh, <laughs> one of the sixth graders was my next-door neighbor, so this guy wasn't going away. But I was actually more afraid of telling my parents about it all than I was of the bullies themselves uh, because my mom would have just made things worse for me. Uh, at least that was my thinking. Uh, my stepdad would have probably enjoyed watching me get beat up. Uh, my dad, who, because of divorce, obviously didn't live in the same house, uh, he probably would have been put in jail uh, because he was the kind of guy who would have first uh, made me fight both boys, expecting me to win. And then uh, second, if I didn't, he'd, he'd uh, wear me out after he wore out the two boys. <laughs> and then third, if the parents of the boys had a problem with their kids being wore, wore out by my dad, uh, my dad would have thought nothing of uh, wearing out the two parents, too. That's the kind of guy he was. Sort of escalates. Mm -hmm. And uh, I wasn't uh, I wasn't up for making a bad thing worse. Uh, he, he wasn't your stereotypical bully, my dad, uh, but he definitely had some vigilante in him. Yeah. So I, I didn't tell anyone, just to keep the peace. 
whether or not any of those uh, would have actually happened, any of those things would have actually happened, God only knows, but you know, it wouldn't have been out of the question um, if you knew my dad. So that's how I processed it all as a petrified uh, fourth grader. Mm. But today, bullying can take on a, a totally new look, and we're going to be talking about some of these new looks with our guests today. Yeah, and I think actually some of those looks you described are probably still apparent in today's situation. Well, today, let me welcome back to Licensed to Parent our dear friend June Hunt, as I've said in the past, in spite of hosting her own program, she still manages to retain enough wisdom to spill some over into our program occasionally, and for that, we are very grateful. June is an author, a speaker. Uh, she's the founder of Hope for the Heart, a worldwide biblical counseling ministry. She hosts the award-winning radio broadcast, Hope for the Heart, which is heard uh, all across America, and in addition also hosts Hope in the Night, a live two-hour call-in counseling program that helps people untangle their problems with biblical hope and with practical help. Uh, June's work has her teaching on topics such as crisis counseling and marriage and parenting, child abuse, domestic violence, depression, alcohol and drug abuse, forgiveness, a very important one, singleness and self-worth. And that's not only here in the U.S., but now in more than 60 countries. And her work has been translated into 29 languages. June's books have sold more than a million copies. They include Bonding with Your Teen Through Boundaries, The Answer to Anger, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes, How to Forgive When You Don't Feel Like It, and the book that we wanted to talk about today, Bullying. Bully No More. It's part of the mini-book series from Hope for the Heart. Well, June, welcome back to Licensed to Parent. Wonderful to be with you. Thank you so much, Trace. What a blessing to have you. Listen, uh, the CDC claims that 10,000 children stay home from school at least one, one day every month because they fear being bullied. 50% of the children uh, they surveyed reported being bullied once per week. And uh, bullying was the foremost problem in the minds of most uh, teenagers today. So this might sound like a stupid question, but what actually constitutes bullying? Mm -hmm. It's an important question that we are clear about. Bullying isn't just a fight. It's, it's not sibling rivalry, right. as you all mentioned. Mm -hmm. Bullying is a deliberate, hostile attack. It's a... It could be physical, it could be verbal abuse involving an imbalance of power, but it's with the intent to induce fear and to harm. And it, the reason you can figure out it's bullying, this is not just a time when there could be a person attacked one time. It's not a one-time act. Mm -hmm. It's a repeated, persistent harassment by, it could be either one person or group, but th think about a target. If, if you're doing target practicing, you're again and again and again aiming toward that target. Well, there is someone who is targeted with, uh, and typically it's somebody perceived weaker, whether it's physically or psychologically. Um, it's somebody that they consider, the bullies, that they consider different than mm -hmm. them because they are not like the one they are targeting. Mm -hmm. So bullying will not stop without intervention, but it must stop, and we need to be a part of that. Yeah, amen. Uh, why has bullying now become the topic of so much front-page news these days compared to when we were younger? Because it went on when we were younger. I explained a little bit of my situation. Why, is, why does it seem to be a bigger topic today than in, in years gone by? Consider how it was in years ago. 
you could be attacked by a, a mean person who is really bullying you. But mm-hmm. you go home. There's a haven of refuge. There's, right. uh, it, it, and that's what home is supposed to be, it, even though sometimes that's not true. Right. But that, that concept of safety at home, uh, that's not the case today. What we're talking about is, especially with the media, the uh, cell phones, cyberbullying is a big deal. So Mm -hmm. it could be any time, night or day, any time of the night, through the night, and it's the messaging, go on and kill yourself. Mm -hmm. We don't want you alive. Just all kinds of messages If repeated over and over and over and over, the results can be lethal. June, one of the things that your comments here are reminding me of is something that we talk about a lot on License to Parent, and that is how much influence or how much importance, rather, our kids, but we as adults, too, place on our social media identity. And because of the fact that we're talking about cyberbullying as well, a lot of this bullying doesn't even have to take place in the presence of the person being bullied. You can have people who are going online saying all sorts of horrible things about you to the bystanders in this equation because people are so wrapped up in what their online identity is through, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, all these all these platforms. When they see these harassing things being said, they internalize them, and it's like, oh, wow, it, you know, I don't even know how to fight back against that. So that's another way in which they're being bullied. And, and that, I guess, would speak to the fact that we as parents not only need to correct our own course here, but need to make sure our kids don't put too much weight in what their online presence is about. Uh, we need to be vigilant and understand. If, if you say, well, I really don't know that much about texting and uh, you know that that's not my world i didn't grow up with that well that may be true but if you have if you have charge over young people if you have um any responsibility at all or a sense of responsibility this is this is too serious this is not just a casual um you know back alley fight uh, we're, we're talking about something that can end in uh, tragic consequences. You know, th- the first time I was asked to even teach on bullying was for the American Association of uh, Christian uh, Schools. And I did that for a couple of years, but I had no material on it. And the publisher said, we've got all these many books, but we want you to add one. There's one you don't have bullying. And I thought, huh, I've taught on it, but I've not written on it. And so I was in a doctor's office and I picked up a, like a people magazine. And there was a huge article about a 15 year old who had arrived from Ireland with her mother in the fall of 2009. 15 year old Phoebe Prince, she was the new girl. And she caused quite a stir because she had beautiful auburn hair she uh she as a sophomore all of a sudden she's dating the uh captain of the football team well all of a sudden she literally is being bullied by 
they're called the mean girls. They're different terms for the bullies and and, in groups like the mean girls. And they stalked her. They, you know, would push her into lockers, uh, send messages to her. Well, she didn't know that this captain of the football team had a girlfriend. And so she just apologized and apologized. So she dates another guy. And then it's like there was an on again, off again um, date that or girlfriend that he had, and all of a sudden she's being attacked again. And the the end result is uh, here she's so excited about being in America and sends back all these messages to her friends in Ireland, and yet uh, she and she's given a, a scarf at Christmas time by her sister. Well, it only took a few months before she had hung herself in the stairwell of their home Mm. by the scarf that her sister gave her because of the bullying that was so severe that she experienced in Massachusetts. And so the issue is... It doesn't. It's not somebody who's necessarily ugly. She's be- she was beautiful. Yeah. Uh, it was jealousy over her looks, mm-hmm. her raven hair, sparkling eyes. So we have to be so aware that a person can be bullied out of envy, jealousy. Bullies believe their behavior is justified, and why? Because every bully has been bullied. Mm-hmm. A person who's bullied either retreats and suffers and or, or finds a way to escape, or the way they cope with it is they can become bullies. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, they think it's okay to say mean things. They think it's okay to hit and not, that they don't feel the guilt that most of us would feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our guest today on Licensed to Parent is June Hunt. She's an author, a speaker, the founder of Hope for the Heart Ministries. And we're talking about her book, Bullying, Bully No More, which is part of the mini book series from Hope for the Heart. You can find out more about June's ministry and all of her books and resources at hopefortheheart.org. We'll be back with more conversation with June on Licensed to Parent when we continue. Remember back in the late 80s and early 90s as the internet hit the scene? You know, the information superhighway? We had great hopes that this new knowledge economy would make our teens more aware, diversify their tastes, and improve their verbal skills. But the enlightenment didn't happen. Technology has had the opposite effect. What once promised great hope for the future is now used to indulge in diversions. The Dumbest Generation by Mark Bauerlein, subtitled How the Digital Age Stupefies Young Americans and Jeopardizes Our Future, or Don't Trust Anyone Under 30, presents a portrait of the young American mind at this critical juncture, revealing the true cost of the digital age and our last chance to fix it. The Dumbest Generation by Mark Bauerlein, available in the store at LicensedToParent.org. Proceeds benefit the Shepherds Hill Academy Scholarship Fund. Teen rebellion, depression, addiction, rage, cutting, and suicide are destroying our families today. But there is a way out. Shepherds Hill Academy offers a 12-month Christ-centered nonprofit residential program where kids are being transformed with a biblical worldview and often medication-free. 
Christian apologist Ravi Zacharias is just one of many Christian leaders who understands what's happening at Shepherd's Hill Academy. It really is such an honor to come alongside Shepherd's Hill Ministries and licensed to parent to rescue those who have been seduced along the way. Uh, I cannot gainsay how important this is and to get behind a ministry like this, one will find the rewards to be extremely powerful in changing society. Get the help you need at Shepherd's Hill Academy. Go to helpmytroubledteen.org, helpmytroubledteen.org. Welcome back to Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherd's Hill Academy. You can find repeats of past programs. You can even hear this program again when you go to licensedtoparent.org. And today we're talking with June Hunt, author, speaker, and founder of Hope for the Heart Ministries, about bullying. She's got a book out called Bullying, Bully No More. Trace? I was watching TV a while back and uh, saw a special on a guy who runs a, a mixed martial arts thing. I think it was in Plano, Texas, in your neck of the woods. Uh, classes for bullies and the bullied, uh, and basically, you know, teaching them to defend themselves. So, uh, as a parent, is there ever a time when a parent should counsel his child to simply knock the block off the bully? There is nothing wrong with defending oneself. In fact, there are a number of of people when they've recognized that their child, regardless of age, is being attacked, um, then they can en- enroll their child in some kind of, this is girls and boys, uh, in, in anything that deals with just self-defense, martial mm-hmm. arts. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that to protect. In fact, the, the good part is then if you're needing to protect somebody else. As a bystander. People will do it to help somebody else. Right. Yes. Exactly. Well, it's, it's interesting, though. The program you talked about, it was it was marketed to bullies and those being bullied. Yeah. And they I think it, the bullies. Well, I, I think it's in part because most martial arts training teaches control mm-hmm. and teaches self-confidence and that sort of thing, which could right some of the wrong thinking among the bullies when they kind of learn power under control as opposed to just power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's a helpful perspective because, truthfully, I was when, when you said that to market it to bullies, that uh, is not uh, that that's terrible. But if it <laughs> uh, if it if it has an underneath message or, or methodology of being able to help. Uh, sensitize uh, bullies. That's and, what it is. That's another matter. Yeah, no, it's yeah, marketed to bullies good. to help them, you know, work, work their things out. I, I guess, you know, the question I should probably ask you is, do you think there's any kind of addictive nature to, to a bullying? Oh, yes. It's uh, the, the brain uh, can get very excited when there's victory because mm-hmm. you see a bully has been bullied and therefore doesn't feel significant. So now if they're doing something where they're getting um, success, in their fear tactics. That, that's why they love it when someone is reacting to them because now they are in control. Uh-huh. They feel in control. This is the wrong way to get control. Yeah. That's why it's imperative to figure out a way. In fact, that was my hardest thing for this book was how do you talk with the bully if they just basically demonize everybody else? You know, they, and please understand, they don't feel bad about themselves at all. Can I share my method that I uh, 
might suggest, at least to begin with with a a bully. Now, the concept here is the golden rule essentially states treat others the way you want to be treated. And it describes a reciprocal two-way relationship, a mutual relationship that involves both sides equally do unto others as you would have them do to you. Now, people love the golden rule uh, because we want ourselves treated in, in a way that demeans us. So this is how I think you can do it. And I, I used to watch kids. I, I saw I had 600 in the junior high division when I was a youth director, and I saw the whole gamut. And and I saw certain ones that would be mean, and I would try to figure out how. And actually, that was a joy to me. To I kept thinking, look, if we can turn this kid who is bitter and mean into a Paul, where Saul becomes a Paul, all that energy can be turned Godward. And so that was my motivation. Of, of that was and the, and the, and it worked uh, at the time when I was a youth director. Don't know about now, but that's it worked before. This, but this is it. Yeah. You you ask uh, to say, hey, I want to talk with you just for a second. I I want to get your idea on something. Well, see another. Oh, well, my idea. Okay. There's an old saying that goes something like this: Treat other people in the same way you want them to treat you. Now you ask, have you ever heard these words before? Some will say yes, some will say no. What do you think it means? By the way, is that what you want from others? And you let them talk because getting to say something is important. Now, think back to the first time you were bullied or harassed or belittled. See, they've all had that. Okay, so think back. How did it make you feel? They might say, not good. How old were you? What happened? So you're drawing them out. Did you know bullying eventually backfires? It It makes everyone miserable, (laughs) even bullies. People do feel intimidated by bullies, but they don't respect bullies. Do you want people to respect you? And every bully wants to be respected. Do you want people to applaud your strength or be appalled at your strength being used to hurt the weak. Did you want to be valued for using your power to pull someone up or vilified for using your power to push someone down? Which do you want? And then, do you want others to admire you? See, they all want to be admired. To think highly of you for protecting others or to think badly of you for picking on others. Uh, Do you want to be admired for helping others or disrespected for hurting others? People everywhere are looking for heroes, heroes they can respect, heroes they can admire. Instead of being a negative influence by hurting people, you can actually be a hero who helps people. And the, the one who has positive influence on others. You can be respected by both the weak and the strong. You know, in that respect, you can become like Jesus. Amen. He was both respected by the strong 
and the weak. Jesus was the one who said, Do unto others what you would have them do to you. So why not do it his way? After all, he changed the world. Amen. Well, June, uh, we're about out of time here, but uh, I do need to ask you one more thing because there's another twist on this that we really haven't brought uh, to light. And there's a thought that a lot of school authorities really don't do much to squelch bullying in their school. Why would some school officials say that the bullied child actually contributes to the problem that surrounds them and even say they deserve the treatment they receive? There's school officials who would say that. And does it go back to that liability and litigation thing? Or what's going on here? Some literally just don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. But there are so many that are wanting to learn because they see the suicide rates among kids being bullied the first couple of months of school, uh, the bullies have already figured out who their targets are going to be. So they learn to educate the students, to enlist the faculty, to take action. In other words, don't ignore bullying behavior. This is what used to happen all the time. But now there can be an anti-bullying pledge. We, the faculty, agree that we will join together to stamp out bullying. And everybody, all the teachers, all the educators, everybody at the school, including the janitor, everyone, they create or adopt a bully-blocking curriculum as well as a support system for the bullied students. Uh, there, there can be a bully blockers club, and, and there are certain points. This is engaging the students in preparing a class pledge. The bully blockers club, you know, we will never bully anyone. We will treat everyone with kindness and respect. We will include those who are being left out. And they're, and they're to observe, is somebody being targeted at the cafeteria. You know, we will help students who are being bullied. We will report any bullying we know about, and everybody signs their name to the Bully Blockers Club. It's a, it's a sign that would go up in the classrooms. And so, you know, Ephesians 4.29 says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Amen. Well, our guest today on Licensed to Parent has been June Hunt, author, speaker, and the founder of Hope for the Heart, a worldwide biblical counseling ministry. And of course, today we've been discussing her book and the topic of bullying. The book is called Bully No More. It's part of the mini book series from Hope for the Heart. You can learn more about June's ministry and all of her books and other resources can be found at hopefortheheart.org. June, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to have you on License to Parent. My joy to be with you. Thank you so much. God bless you, June. And this is License to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherd's Hill Academy. You'll find us online at licensedtoparent.org. Now, we produce this program to share some of the hard lessons that come from working with troubled teens day after day. Because it's our hope that your family might avoid some of the heartache and avoid the need for a residential program for your team. As always, if you can help our work financially, and we hope that you will, please click the donate button at the top of the page at licensedparent.org and become one of our ministry partners. Your gift can help the work we do at Shepherd's Hill and can help less fortunate families who may need residential care but can't afford it. A donation in any amount will certainly be a blessing 
And unfortunately, the need is always great. Just click the donate button when you visit LicensedToParent.org and thank you in advance. Our guest coordinator this week on Licensed to Parent is Terry Ross. Our technical producer is Carl Peets. For Trace Embry, I'm Rich Rosl, inviting you to join us again next time to renew your License to Parent. Remember, folks, if you don't train your children, somebody else will. God bless you. We'll see you next time.